My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran. But the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there. And the cloth had been covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first. And he saw and he believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there's something unusual happening this week. Three major holy days have overlapped and are all being celebrated this week. It never really happens. Easter with the resurrection, Passover with freedom and liberation, and Ramadan with fasting and prayer. Think of it, millions of people all this week, all around the world, despite our differences, we're all united in prayer, all united and joined in hope, and joined seeking God among our people. So welcome to Easter Sunday, 2023. This Easter Sunday, we may feel like from this gospel of John, like Mary Magdala, we might see the empty dark tomb and we don't know where Jesus is in our life. We may be asking, where is God in our upside down messy lives? Or we may be like the other disciple, running faster, getting to the tomb first, and recognizing and seeing the meaning, the meaning of the empty tomb, and believing. Or we may be just like on our way to Emmaus on the afternoon of the resurrection. We may be sad, discouraged, wondering, patiently waiting to see if Jesus will just find us on our way. Doubt, belief, waiting. Wherever we are, 
there's one thing that's certain. We're all seeking answers. It's a lifetime quest for each of us on all of our faith journeys. The Wall Street Journal this weekend reported that Easter is the peak time for searching the word Jesus on Google. This February, more than any time in recent history, even Christmas, the amount of searches for Jesus was at an all-time high. And of course, it was all because of football. It was all because of football in the Super Bowl. There were two commercials during the Super Bowl that aired. They were very unusual TV commercials. They were just black and white photos. No one speaking. Just some photos and some music. And on YouTube, 14 million people and hundreds of millions of people watched it. The first commercial showed children just showing kindness to one another and also to a few pets. Patsy Cline saying about seeing the world through the eyes of a child. And then the second commercial, actually that commercial just ended at the very end. It just said, Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. And then the second one was a sharp contrast to the first. It showed people angry, some of them violent. And the soundtrack was from the song Human by Reagan Bones Man. And this one had sounds of shouting and sirens. And it ended with the text, Jesus loved the people we hate. Jesus loved the people we hate. And then both of them ended with the message, he gets us, all of us. The he gets us campaign is continuing to run on television and on the internet. They're partnering with sports teams. And the goal is to have people just want to learn more about faith, learn more about Jesus, encourage prayer, encourage people to get engaged in a faith community. As with anything in this world, there's divided opinions about it. There's a controversy, of course, and the article in the journal goes into that. But I think the good thing is that people are now asking questions and they want to know more about Jesus. I just got a book from Father Gregory Boyle. And the title on this is Forgive Everyone Everything. Forgive Everyone Everything. And Father Boyle makes the point that if we did that, it's pretty freeing. It's pretty cathartic. When we forgive everyone everything, we can free ourselves from anger, from hatred, from resentment, and we go to a place of restoration. Two points in the book. He talks about his 92-year-old mother. She died a few years ago, and she died as we all would probably want to, in your own bed, in your own home, surrounded by her eight kids and grandchildren. 
His father had died 22 years earlier. So she was a widow for a long time, but at the very end, she was as sharp as they could be. And she wasn't afraid of dying. She said with courage and a little bit of humor, I've never done this before. And Father Craig says it sounded like she was looking to go skydiving, not dying. I'd never done this before. All her children were there around her, in and out. And during the last couple of weeks, she would look at every one of them in their eyes and say, you're here. You're here. That's all she had to say. You're here. After the family buried her, of course, Father Greg reflected on that. He recalled those moments and he grew convinced that this may be the singular agenda item of God. To look at us with breathless delight and say, you're here, you're here. He wrote further about this. He says, we have this image of Jesus spending the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness with a grumbling stomach around wild animals, a plague of self-doubt, anguish and torment. Yet, he says, I suspect that it was mainly God saying tenderly to Jesus, you're here, you're here. And Jesus not really knowing what to say, saying, you're here. Jesus meets our intensity, our intensity to long to know more about him with his intensity of longing. And it turns out that the tender one whom we long for, who longs for us and just wants to say, you're here. The second point that kind of got me in the book was this. He wrote, often enough, we get in the habit of shaking our fists at God and saying, what do you want from me? We said that to our parents probably, right? What do you want from me? What more can I give? We're programmed like that as humans. But I suppose it would be more accurate to ask God this. What do you want for me? When we look at that differently, when we look not about what God wants from me, but what God wants for us, our relationship with Jesus goes to a whole new place. Because Jesus wants us to have a joy that's complete. He wants us and ourselves to just have that joy. That's it. Nothing less than that. So here's our Easter message. The good news of the empty tomb that first Easter morning is here with us right now. We are being resurrected. Our darkness, no matter how dark and struggling we have things in our life, it's always followed by light. When we fall and we think that we just can't go on, we just take the misery and anguish of whatever it is in our life that hurts, whatever it is, we rise 
No matter what comes at us, no matter what life gives us, Jesus' love, God's love endures. And it's never separated from us because he rises every day with us. The hope of the resurrection promises us a place. A place where Jesus will just say to us and welcome us with open arms at the end of our lives. That's what we believe. We believe in the resurrection. And all we want him to do is say, you're here. He gets us. All of us. The question is, do we get him? It is.